it's still, you know, a functioning organ, which we have to consider what we're slathering all over it and rubbing into it, especially when you consider body lotions where where we're covering such a large surface area. You know, I think we can get away with the odd little bit of makeup here or there or something when it comes to the face, but consider the percentage of this organ where we're rubbing all these sort of lotions and potions into. You've really got to wonder if that's a good thing. And although the skin does act like a barrier, at the same time, there's always going to be a percentage of what you rub into it that does, you know, potentially make it to the bloodstream as well. It's becoming a part of your tissue. There's also many ingredients within skincare products and chemicals that, you know, do accumulate in tissue when you rub it in. They don't even get metabolized efficiently and they stay there. So what are you also accumulating in tissue, which is not nice to think about. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm joined by my dear friend and business partner, Emma Skorakis, the nutrition coach and co-founder of Saturay. Over the past year especially, I've been slowly swapping out and becoming more diligent with reducing endocrine disruptors and chemicals in our home and personal care products. It's really important to lower chemicals and pollution that the body is exposed to if you're looking to really improve and optimize your overall health and metabolism. Emma and I have known each other for, oh God, it'd probably be coming up eight years now. And I actually met her at the same time that I met Craig. A few years ago, I messaged Emma saying that I was thinking about doing skincare because we'd had so many discussions about how there just weren't any good brands without nasties or pupas in them. Emma asked me if I wanted a business partner and the rest is history. It's been a long road with the skincare. We've been at it for nearly two years. We ended up changing formulators in the end because we just couldn't get the product quite right. But it was definitely worth the wait because we now have the final samples and it has turned out amazing and it should be out in the next few months. We're on the home stretch now and we're so excited to release these products to the market. We've also actually started formulating makeup. So we've got a foundation, a lip, cheek tint, and a bronzer. So they're going to be free from iron oxide, silicones, pufa, titanium oxide, sorry, titanium dioxide, aluminium, and mineral oil. So basically, they'll be the first of their kind on the market. So with that on the horizon, Emma and I decided to sit down and discuss skincare. In this episode, we talk about what you need to know about the skin, what happens when you place these chemicals, endocrine disruptors on your skin. What happens when you put pufas on your skin? Why many of the products labelled anti-aging are doing the complete opposite? How the skin looks after itself and skincare should be about supporting it. And finally, we talk about what products we're using currently around our house um, and on our skin. So you can start to swap some of the things out in your home. Now, once you've listened to this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you liked most. And as always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D so we can spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. I'm here with my amazing friend and business partner, Emma Skorakis. Skorakis, so I was. Oh, you Great right <laughs> He's like, seriously, Kitty, you've known her for six years. Why the hell can't you say her name, right? Just call me Emma. <laughs> yeah. Emma, 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 the nutrition coach. Yep. She's just sitting there, Simple. like, shaking her head. She hasn't And then don't, start, don't go on about the other Greek name I've now got as a <laughs> 
<laughs> just wanted to marry a Smith. That would be yeah. so simple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, um, today we uh, wanted to jump on, you know, obviously we, we get along on a lot and we talk about nutrition and lifestyle changes, um, stress. Uh, and one thing I think that's another important uh, part to improving your health and improving your metabolism is, I guess, lowering the amount of chemicals and pollution that your body is exposed to. And so these things are endocrine disruptors. And, you know, I I have recently, well, it's probably not recently, it's probably been over the last year, you know, slowly swapping out um, and being more diligent with anything that I rub in, on my skin, you know, things that we use in the kitchen, cleaning products, uh, laundry detergent, toothpaste, and just lowering that overall uh, chemical exposure and obviously Emma and I well not obviously if you're new to the podcast you won't know who we are but um we have worked with each other and been friends for oh it's been six years now it's the same it's as long as I've been with Craig Emma because I met you at the same time we're in a relationship team yeah we are (laughs) we are (laughs) and Emma uh, Emma just introduced me to this whole world of pro-metabolic eating and rapeed and just you know really changed mine and Craig's lives for the better and um you know we both have coaching programs and one day I just emailed Emma or I messaged her and I said oh I'm thinking about doing skincare because every time I message you you're just like there's no skincare there's no good skincare and she said oh do you want a business partner and I said of course so it's been a long and a long journey and we're getting very close now to releasing our skincare and we're so excited um about it but we it really was saturated was born which means saturated in French um, from the need to find good quality skincare products it didn't have any nasties or nasties or polyunsaturated fats so maybe Emma can we talk a bit and first before we talk about the polyunsaturated fats you know why is it so important that you that you you know put less chemicals on your skin like what what's what happens when you're rubbing you know all these creams and lotions and things that are just loaded full of chemicals well when you think about it i mean the skin is our largest organ it's a living organ this you know it's the protective outside barrier of your body but it's still you know a functioning organ which we have to consider what we're slathering all over it and rubbing into it especially when you consider you know body lotions where we're covering such a large surface area um, you know, I think we can get away with the odd little bit of makeup here or there or something when it comes to the face. But consider the percentage of this organ where we're rubbing all these sort of lotions and potions into. You've really got to wonder if that's a good thing. And although the skin does act like a barrier, um, at the same time, there's always going to be a percentage of what you rub into it that does you know, potentially make it to the bloodstream as well, um, it's becoming a part of your tissue. There's also many ingredients within skincare products and chemicals that, um, you know, do accumulate in tissue when you rub it in. They don't even get metabolised efficiently and they stay there. So what are you also accumulating in tissue, which is not, not nice to think about? You know, one of the big culprits being mineral oil, which you'll, you'll see pop up in so many, you know, um, conventional products. So it's just, I, I think it's something that, you know, obviously comes up with your clients and, and definitely with mine too. It starts with nutrition when they might come to see me and we become more aware of what we're putting in our mouths and all the products sitting 
in our pantry and, you know, looking at the fine print and making them more cautious of what they eat. But then on their own terms, they start to go, hang on a second, if I'm so cautious of, say, polyunsaturated oils, you know, when I eat them, Mm. but then I get get out of the shower every morning and I'm slathering Nivea body lotion from my neck to my ankles um, and that's full poofers hang on, maybe this does make sense too because they've already learned that, for example, you know, a polyunsaturated fatty acid is vulnerable to oxidation with heat, light and oxygen. So it doesn't make sense that we rub this lotion all over our bodies loaded with poofers, then go out into the light, step out into the sun. There's a lot of light going on. There's a lot of oxygen, heat. <laughs> Some That degradation of these fatty acids happens very quickly and a lot of these products that are touted as being, you know, they're called anti-aging. So every second product is kind of labelled with that slogan. Um, that doesn't make sense that these would be anti-aging. If anything, they're probably accelerating the ageing process and causing more of these age spots and um, perhaps causing the wrinkles. So, yeah, it does open up a bit of a Pandora's box, particularly on that the fatty acid topic and when you're learning about fats and how the saturated ones are better by design they're more stable and less vulnerable to this oxidation so perhaps it may you know put something on your skin apply it topically um not just for the external effects and external protection but also that if these fatty acids do make it into your tissue make it into your bloodstream you're not adding further piffalo to your to your body in a nutshell. <laughs> so I think, Emma, for, you know, because there'll be some people listening to this that are new to this world um, and some that will, you know, know what PUFAs are. So can you just give some examples? So PUFA is a polyunsaturated fat. So can you just talk through some examples of um, what they are? Yeah. So, look, they're more your what we call industrial oils um, <clears throat> derived usually from, you know, nuts and seeds um most more often than not they're the ones that stay liquid even in cold temperatures so your you know your cooking oils that, that are stay flowing and liquid um and you can look closely at molecular structure but they're a slight they're slightly bent and deranged and missing hydrogen bonds and these oils by nature you know they go rancid more quickly um and they're not so heat stable. Whereas you get your saturated fats. These are ones that, you know, particularly at either room temperature or in the cold, they, they go quite solid. They go very hard. And these are more your traditional fats. Um, so before the industrial revolution, before we had this, all this machinery to be able to turn crops of sunflowers into golden liquid, um, these oils, those oils didn't really exist before then. We were always traditionally cooking with um so our great grandmothers would have used you know tallow and there would have been coconut oil used there would have been butter you know um ghee they didn't have access to canola oil they didn't have access to you know all these liquid convenient cooking oils so these are more your traditional fats anyway and it makes sense why you know their health was probably better for it as well um but just to question that and an extreme example being um, if anyone's ever invested in, you, you know, flaxseed oil, which mm. you know, there's been times where that's been a real trend of being such a crucial, you know, health tonic. Um, you had to go to the health food store. You had to buy it out of the fridge, a little dark bottle. You had to keep it cool um, because it's so 
fragile and so vulnerable to oxidation, but we pay good money for it. And then as soon as you open that jar and pour it out, oxygen floods into it, um, you're putting it inside your body, which is a warm environment, warm oxygenated environment. Um, it starts to, you know, that, that whole narrative starts to kind of collapse once you start to really think about it. Um, and look, if you left it for a few weeks with the lid slightly off, you're going to find a, a very spritzy kind of rancid oil very quickly. So, yeah, to understand the mechanisms of fatty acids is really important and it starts to make you question not just eating them but applying them too. And what, is, what are some of the oils typically that you'd see in, you know, most skincares out there now? Um, you see a lot of the, the nut oils. You see a lot of um, almond oil. You see a lot of def- definitely mineral oils and these, um, you know, petroleum derivatives. But, yeah, you, you'll see them mentioned a lot of them there'll be sort of unpronounceable names there might be fragments of the oils but Mm. um yeah and look even the most you know this is where you can't even just trust something being even if it's 100 percent natural or organic or organic exactly yeah like i'm just googling in one now which is an organic one i won't say the name but it's got um sunflower oil citric acid xanthian gum hemp seed oil like yeah. It's crazy. Grapeseed oil. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Look, there are some that are um, better than others, definitely. Um, mm. And look, the ones we've ended up putting in our skincare products, which are hopefully not too far off being <laughs> ready to go, um, are the ones we found to not only be the most saturated, the most stable, the least if no poofers at all, um, but at the same time the least commodogenic, which is... Um, basically means you know having the potential to block pores and cause skin breakouts we wanted it to be low on the comedogenic rating um you know it's a very very short list but you know if you're looking for products in the meantime before we can get ours out and you're wanting to become more aware of what are the better fats to see in your ingredient list on your skincare products then definitely anything coconut coconut derived um you know i suppose your shea butters um uh, jojoba is not so bad look it's it's interesting it's it is unsaturated somewhat but it's more technically a wax so there's some you know um question there about perhaps that's better than others um yeah look your your lanolin again being a wax you've got what else you've got listed there they're, they're mainly all seed oils and that product you're talking about yeah all seed oils just about yeah it's, it's, um, oh, the other thing I really noticed too, Emma, is a lot of them have essential oils in them too. Oh, yes, gosh, that's mm. a whole other conversation. Um, mm. Well, look, first of all, they, look, they are definitely sort of unsaturated in nature, but look, mm. usually when uh, essential oils are added, they're more just for a bit of fragrance or something nice, and they'll be a mm. very small amount. So I wouldn't be so stressed about the poofers within it because when you look at the entire ingredients and you know, the amount that ends up being there in terms of poof is not so bad, but it's mm. more that they can be irritating if not sort of, um, you know, allergenic to some people and they can be a bit disruptive in regards to, to hormones and what effects they might have on hormones. So mm. that's just something that's sort of more of a personal consideration. Some people can get away with a drop of lavender in their bath and it's no big deal. For others, it can be an irritant. So I'd be, mm. yeah. 
cautious and just see how you how they affect you. I guess it's probably the amount that you're using too. Like mm. you said, like you wouldn't want to go and slather it all over your body. Oh no, definitely not. Mm. You know, and they they mm. definitely need to be dilute. Um, yeah, which is why perhaps you know dropping your oil diffuser if you like the smell of it, not so bad, but maybe not rubbing it into your skin um, in large amounts. So yeah, and that's probably another topic we'll cover as we go you know when it comes to our products we want to provide a lot of back-end information as to why Mm. we chose the ingredients we did and why we left out ingredients that we did Mm. um and that'll be something that you know you can look into yourself and you might go okay you know I I get that valid point but at the same time I love the smell of this oil and it seems to have no adverse effect and I use it in moderation and Mm. you know maybe not so bad one other thing I noticed too that a lot of them have is rosehip oil Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty, pretty unsaturated too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 mate, I'm sure there'll be a lot of pushback when we release it. You know, like <laughs> I'm I think, sure they yeah. will. They're ready for it. It's a very large, you know, dare I say it's saturated industry as it is, but mm. it's just in, incredible that, I mean, you know how anal I am, Kitty, with yes. details. It's really good. It's like, <laughs> well, when this comes out, guys, you will like, you, it's uh, 100%. The poor people it's amazing. Have to work with us in formulation of these products has oh, been a real headache because they've gone, what about just a touch of this? I'm like, and, and no. <laughs> if it's not perfect, it doesn't go in. Yeah. Um, but it's probably been from the years of not just my clients saying, hmm, now you got me thinking about what I use on my skin. What do you recommend mm. in terms of skincare products? And mm. look, there's been a, very short list of products out there in the world that I've gone, look, these are pretty good considering, just mm. caution this if you have sensitivity to that, whatnot. Um, and then with you also on my back saying, what should I recommend to people with skincare? And I've gone, well, 100% endorsement, you know, I don't know, few and far between. Mm. So it got us thinking, well, considering there are that many products out there in the world, and still we find it really hard to find things that we would 100%, you know, endorse. It just got us wondering well we should make something mm. um and we have found it to be certainly challenging and you can see now why people put out things and just go you know what we'll um stick to our guns on on these elements but add a bit of this or that just to make it you know a certain texture or make it more stable and and people kind of give into that but mm. we haven't <laughs> we've been really you know strong on that and what we wanted to to come out with this and we want it to be a truly poofer free product mm. and and i think too the preservatives like that's something we really yeah. battled with with our initial um uh people that we used is because they like and even if you look at any of the like so many of the other moisturizers out there they've got all these preservatives in them mm. which you were like no 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 and it's um you know, Emma's been emailing back and forth with Georgie and and Ray and checking in with all these in in and um, ingredients and the the actual preserves we want to use are really old school, aren't they? The yeah. Couple. Well, this is it, and you don't necessarily want to go preservative free as such because when you're working on an emulsion, which is you've got a fat, you've got a water, and you're bringing them together. Once you bring water into the uh, into the equation, you've got the real potential for mold you know and bacteria to grow which you know is, is a real thing and a real issue um and if you're not going to hand make something and use it within a week and keep it in the fridge these things can happen you know there's a legit concern but there are yeah old school pre- preservatives that were used all the time up until oh, 60 70 years ago and now they're not so common and not so popular because you've got these other chemi- chemical products which might be more available more cheap 
and we wanted to go with the old school stuff, which mm. <laughs> we stuck to our guns. Um, and, yeah, you still have to be concerned about if it's not homemade at home, sitting in the fridge, used within a few days, um, it's something that we're obviously going to make. We want to get it out as quickly as possible, but we still have to consider that you want to be able to use it for a few months at least um, mm. without that consideration of things becoming, you know, um, what do I say, uh, contaminated. Mm then you have to work that out. And we've managed to find, you know, the very few, you know, well, naturally derived, but also um, simple preservatives that have not only a preservative action, but also provide some level of benefit to the skin too. We didn't want to just throw in items that just preserve and do nothing else or just emulsify and do nothing else. We want things that actually have a role to play in benefiting the skin as well. Yeah, I'm so. I just, I, I, I'm so excited. I mean, excited about all of them. But we, we've just been testing some new samples, and we've been testing the body moisturizer. It'll just be so, I think, great, especially if you have a family, to have this moisturizer that the whole family can use. Oh yeah, you, know, you can just have the bottle in the in the bathroom, and you know, your yep. husband can use it. You can use it. You can rub it on the kids. Oh, that was a big thing for me too with the kids mm. because you you see how beautiful and perfect and delicate their skin is and it's you know they haven't got those built up tough areas of skin which probably repel everything anyway um their skin just sucks everything in so think of you know what are the body lotions we're putting on babies and children and their beautiful you know prime skin is just sucking everything in there so for me up until this point all I'd ever put on my baby's skin after a bath was a bit of you know coconut oil because that's all I really trusted. But in saying that, gosh, that gets messy and slippery. and you know, it's just, It doesn't really absorb very well, does it? It you doesn't absorb really greasy. No, it doesn't. Um, it sits on this, you know, and then you get it on their pyjamas and, you know, you're trying to rub it on a baby and the baby becomes all slippery and you, you drop the baby. <laughs> it's very, um, <laughs> in the middle of winter, you're hacking at this rock-hard coconut oil and you're trying yeah. to, you know, melt it down. Um, yeah, it's not the most convenient thing you know first of all problems if you can't get our body lotion you know obviously use some coconut oil it's fine (laughs) and as we're saying too we've both been playing with a bit of shea butter just as a backup too as a body moisturizer but god that takes a long time to penetrate doesn't it and it's it's, really oily like i've been using it and you just you feel oily you just walk you do (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't absorb nice but this body moisturizer is really amazing it just it feels like it's moisturizing but it soaks in, you know, after 15 minutes, I was like, oh, it's not oily, you know, but I yeah. feel it's. And it feels like there's a bit of a barrier, don't you think? Mm. It just feels like you've got that little bit of protection and you're not so, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and look, some of the special surprise actives we've got, managed to get in there too are pretty, pretty exciting as well. Mm. That's amazing. Um, now, Emma, let's talk about uh, the skin on your face. And it, I really have learned a lot since, you know, you've, um, Emma really, you know, dove deep into skin and she did a lot of research and, you know, I, prior to actually testing our samples, I was always someone who, you know, like loved to use like detergents, not the right word, but like foaming cleansers on my face, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was like, oh, it just feels so clean, but it really does strip your face of all the oils. And I remember when we were first testing the, um, the cleanser and I was like this isn't going to work like <laughs> I was thinking this isn't gonna, like you know because obviously I will wear We're makeup sometimes cleanser, aren't we? Yeah. yeah and I was like oh this isn't going to work and you're like look just give it a try 
you know, this is how you do it. And you get the, and I did it and I was like, oh, wow, it really does get all the makeup off and all of the um, mascara. And then I used our moisturizer and I was like, after a few days, I was like, wow, I was hooked. You know, my skin just felt fresher and it was really hard to describe. Not stripped, don't you think? Yeah. You feel like yeah. you've cleaned it, but you haven't stripped it. Yeah. So can you talk That's about that? To me. Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, and I've probably, you know, fairly new to this approach too. And in the past, I've always felt like if you're going to wash something, you've got to see bubbles and foam and, you know, <laughs> you mm. feel like you're really washing off all that oil and sebum, but it's, you're taking everything. You're taking the good stuff too. I mean, you want to take off the debris and any dirt and um, ex- excess oil, but also what your skin is producing, those kind of natural moisturising factors that your body your body naturally produces, they produce for a reason and they're brilliant. And there's no moisturiser in this world, no matter what the cost, that can emulate the brilliance of what your skin can naturally make. Um, your skin's designed to moisturize itself and funnily enough it's designed to exfoliate itself you know it's got Mm. these self-propelled sort of mechanisms of how it looks after itself you know I only have to look at my kids skin and honestly uh, my kids have never used soap I mean I've got you know little kids but Mm. we use a a dab of natural bubble bath whatever in their baths but they don't lather up with soap i've been cautious of not stripping their skin mm. my, my daughter's never washed her face as such apart from being you know splashed in a bath and look at us we wash our faces you know twice a day fully out <laughs> regularly and we're I just know. stripping and stripping and stripping their skin is perfect i would do anything for skin as good as theirs mm-hmm. um it's naturally moisturized it's naturally you know it hasn't got my daughter doesn't have eight years of accumulated dead skin cells on her face <laughs> they've moved away you know it, it does that naturally and to find that balance where you can not do the work of the skin for it, like come in and say, skin, you are totally redundant. I am going to moisturise you. But to support the body to moisturise effectively um, to, I suppose, um, normalise, you know, its oil production as opposed to being too oily or not oily enough, mm. but to be a support to the natural processes of the skin because the skin in itself, if it's healthy, if it's, you know, not um, if you haven't stepped in there and you've tried to overwhelm it, the skin should be able to do all those things itself. Apparently it's the nighttime phase is when your, you know, um, excess skin cells that need to, you know, sloth off, it will do that itself. And it makes you start to wonder if these overly thick, heavy night creams, if you want to call them, make any sense because the body can't naturally exfoliate the skin Mm. if you've, put this really thick film all over it um there's some pretty fascinating people i've been in discussion with whose whose knowledge on this topic is is far beyond mine who really opened my eyes to how we approach skincare and over time i want to you know we'll bring them into the conversation when we do some re-education on skin but very interesting and when i really pared back my own skincare over this past probably 18 months my skin has been better than it's ever been and I'm doing far less than I was ever doing um but there's this very aggressive approach we have to skincare and we're like we think about it we're 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 trying to exfoliate with all these rough scratchy quite aggressive sort of particles we're using acids to strip our skin we're using these foamy you know detergents to to wash it um we're using layers of you know multiple serums multiple moisturizers and we're just 
you know, sort of blocking our skin's only ability to really function. Um, and then beyond that, people are doing all sorts of, you know, microcurrents and needling and we're, we're probing and we're, you know, it's, it's, it's really quite aggressive. And I think if we start to respect the skin's innate abilities and its brilliance, um, pull, pull it back a bit, simplify things, you might find your skin actually starts to function itself. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a very interesting topic and you start to wonder if a lot of the products out there are sold for the sake of selling something as opposed to being the best skin that your body, you know, does it really need all those things? Mm, you know what I love about it too? Cause I like really simple, like not, I like simple. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you know, simple. <laughs> no, it'd be so, it's going to be so great to have the moisturizer and then you just, you, you cleanse and then you put the bit of face moisturizer on and then that's it. And you know what, like, you know, I'd message you two going, I haven't washed my face for like three days because I haven't oh. been wearing any makeup and it was just, it's just been good. How's you know, which is awesome. Skin and you don't do that. That's it. Yeah. Maybe if we don't apply makeup every single day, if you have those off days, we are stuck at home and you could get away without putting makeup on. Don't put it on. Yeah, you don't, don't even have to wash your face that night. And you don't even have to wash your face. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, keep it minimal. Like even with our face moisturizer, like you don't need an additional serum as such because some of the, the special magical things we've managed to get in there so damn good anyway that it's all in there but um i find less is more with it you know you only need mm. a little little tiny half pump on slightly damp skin and it just penetrates beautifully um be anything more than that you feel like oh i don't want to suffocate my skin it, it just mm. feels you feel like you're kind of working with your skin not against it and not um not discouraging it from functioning well it's sort of i, I suppose skin supportive sort of components as opposed to you know um suppressive does that make sense yeah yeah it does i'm definitely converted i'm so glad we've got some more samples to use um oh, same because yeah. i've had nothing to use and i've just I been know. making uh, well, do with this or that going i can't bring myself to go and to buy, buy something from down the street because then you start to overanalyze what's what you're actually paying for which is usually mm. mostly water more chemicals than anything actually you know nourishing or supportive um yeah and gosh didn't we learn about you know the markups people put on these products oh my god astronomical i know ridiculous just just crazy you know it's it's gosh you know even the most expensive products in the world you know lemaire's and whatnot you know apparently costing only a few dollars a tub more more money spent on the packaging Mm. and then they're charging $400 $400 for it. I mean, it's just it's un- incredible. Yeah. So we keep being told that our product is looking way too expensive because we're using nothing but good stuff and no no cheap fillers. Um, but from there on, we'd, our markup won't be much because of yeah. what we're spending on what's actually in it. But, gosh, I'd rather have a product of integrity. And it's just, yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing of what it you're is, getting, what pay for it mm. it's crazy and i've like got a list of things that i want emma to formulate so i'm like once we get the skincare i'm like we just need to we need to do a toothpaste we need to do shampoo and conditioner i'm like we need to you know get the whole bathroom sorted oh. so that yeah. and then you'll have me let's get the laundry sorted <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll do the whole household you know from I think the kitchen to the bathroom just, just oh, make fun stuff yeah, yeah some nice bronze we want to do yeah the yeah. nice cool like lip gloss with a bit of pink in it um, yeah you know maybe we could even do a pretty i don't know look i think you can do anything emma it's like sometimes <laughs> i like to wear some nice like 
peachy eyeshadow. I'm like, maybe you could do something like that. Oh, peachy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, natural dry pigments and things. Yeah, I'm oh, sure well, you could it's do definitely it. doable. Um, but I, I think it's, and, and like I was saying too, it's not just being you know, natural as such. It's like even within the world of natural ingredients, there's natural ingredients that aren't stable and mm. um, can be disruptive and problematic. And in like I was saying, you know, really wreak havoc on hormones as well. And we just want to be very considered, I guess, in every ingredient um, as we would with if we were choosing ingredients to ingest and mm. eat and how they, mm. you know, interact with our own hormones and our own digestive tract and our intestinal Well, It's we should be considering the same thing with our skin and, yeah, and, and for the whole family, you know, you start to really think about the load on your growing children and, what chemicals they're being exposed to. So, yeah, for everyone. Well, let's talk about now um, some swaps, little things that people could do now. Like in our We Don't Life program, I've got a whole document on, you know, toothpaste and different things and stuff you can use now. But let's talk about some just, I think, like we'll call it a low-hanging fruit. Um, So, you know, we both just, um, I've got shea butter, just 100% shea butter, which I use on my body. Again, it's not great because it's it's a bit oily but it's good enough for you know it's better than it's better (laughs) than yeah yeah, rubbing all this other crappy moisturizer um i just currently use mct oil to cleanse my face yeah and then i'll just rub a little bit of that on my face just to again it's pretty oily but you know it's better than all so many of the face moisturizers out there um uh, what do we use in the kitchen we use what was I just telling you? Um, oh, like a Castile, Castile soap. Yeah, Castile soap. Yeah. yeah, we've just got a big tub of that in the, in the kitchen and we use it um, to wash all our dishes. What's some other things? You can even make your own um, Even white vinegar. Hey. Yeah, yeah white, white, white vinegar. White vinegar is very handy to have yep. cleaning surfaces and disinfecting and, yeah, always keep a very large bottle of white vinegar around. Yeah, it's really handy. What are some any other ones that you um, have got? Anything else that's easy for people to do? um pretty simple I think like you I just have a basic Castile kind of detergent the mm. things that really need a good clean um even uh hydrogen peroxide the food grade one oh, yeah. hydrogen peroxide is very handy like if you're cleaning floors and surfaces you want to disinfect you can make a mixture of a bit of water a bit of hp3 percent bit of vinegar mm. um nothing will survive that it's even good for putting a splash of water in into water when you're cleaning vegetables if you're just not sure if maybe they were sprayed with something mm. um yeah and look laundry gosh I go between brands whatever I see but I go for you know the least offensive looking ones um not sure if any are 100% perfect but certainly better than your stock standard supermarket you know yeah. varieties yeah I think you actually really save money as well I think oh. Like now that I've just got this, um, we just get the shea butter. There's a shea butter soap, and I just I don't. Whenever I get in, and I've always just been like this anyway. I don't wash my whole body. Mm. I just Mm. like you know wash your armpits and yeah. We want to preserve some of the, the you know the oil layer on the skins if it's not. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got this like shea butter soap, which is quite good. It's got nothing in it really, um, and you know you don't you don't go through that much of it you're not washing no. your whole body see that and the, right. the shea butter and then the mct oil so you actually save money i think and the castile soap uh, instead and of having you, you know a million different things yeah absolutely 
Mm. And the thing is, I think once you couple this with, you know, better understanding on actual food and you're eating more food and you're sleeping mm. better, mm. you're getting more sun, your body in itself is functioning better and usually in itself, you know, regulates excessive sebum production and you'll find your hair's not going between dry and flaky or overly oily and, you know, your body's working better. It mm. needs less of this. I mean, you talk about acne even. Um, and for more, you can see on my my blog, one of my recent posts I did sort of on that topic, but acne isn't something that's best uh, treated from the outside in. You know, it's an inside-out issue. You know, it more, more often than not stems from bacterial overgrowth, endotoxin production, usually pushing up estrogen production, um, and you can see the whole pathways I've created as a visual. But if you treat that from the inside correctly, you don't need topical acne products. You don't need to be stripping the skin and trying to kill off these breakouts. It, it, it doesn't work efficiently that way. Address it from the inside. You don't, you don't have a problem. So, you know, there's a few less topical products to worry about in that as well. Mm, yeah, it, is, it really is a big holistic approach, isn't it? It's not, yeah. I mean, obviously the food and lifestyle changes are really important, but there's these um, things as well, what you're putting on your skin, your sleep, stress, yep. just everything yep. really. And I think when you start to simplify not only what we're using and applying and how we're eating, but that in itself reduces stress and then that simplistic approach to life, you know, um, mm. pulling back on the activities you don't need to be doing and the things you could say no to and getting more downtime, getting more, I mean, it's just, it's it's applicable to everything, to to life, to how we treat our bodies to the amount of days you need to be wearing makeup. I mean, just pull back that little bit and, and simplify and oh, I don't know, everything starts to <laughs> work better. Mm, and we're hoping, I mean, look, we're on the final stages now, the skincare, aren't we? Just, we got the samples. There's a few little changes you wanted to make, but we're on the home stretch. Now. Yeah, they, they had a, a last-ditched effort to put a couple of chemicals in there that they were going to slip in. I was like, nope, I've spotted those. They're not so she's like, what is this? What are these two things? What is this? <laughs> Get those out. <laughs> and like, oh, sorry, no. sorry. We're we just thought we'd test it. Yeah. But they're really amazing, aren't they? So hopefully. Oh, next, my gosh, they're so good. Yeah. I reckon by the time people listen to this podcast, it'll be within a few months. We'll have it out. Oh, let's hope. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll just pop the link um to our website down the bottom you can actually if you go to our website you can subscribe to our not that we send out a weekly newsletter but you can subscribe yeah so when we launch the skincare we can um we, we'll email everyone and obviously post so that you can get ready you'll know about it yeah yeah <laughs> we'll be shouting it to the rooftops oh my god um, we'll be having a small party ourselves yeah in a long time coming but I think in the meantime, you know, go away and do those small things, you know, like change the moisturizer and the cleanser and, your, you know, in the kitchen, do those few small things because every, oh, yeah, every bit and, counts. And, yeah, and don't, don't even take our word for it. Just, mm. just start to, you know, be a bit more of a detective, perhaps just look at the things already sitting, you know, on the bench in your bathroom, the things that you sort of you'd go to every day and look beyond the front of them where there's, you know, a lovely looking logo and the claims and whatnot look very closely at fine print and and be super cautious if your product doesn't include the ingredients on the pack itself that always 
is alarm bells to me. It's like, why don't they want to readily disclose what's in here? Um, look very closely. And if there's ingredients in there that you can't pronounce and strange looking numbers and nothing that seems to, you know, have a real purpose for being there, um, I'd, yeah, I'd wonder about that. So go for products with, you know, less ingredients, um, recognisable ingredients and, and you know, get, get a better understanding of, of saturated fats versus polyunsaturated. Um, and when you're aware of that, you'll start to see, see all these so-called beauty products a bit differently. Mm. Yeah, get educated. It is. It's incredible. Once you sort of start blowing, you're like, oh, my God, look at all the crap. Mm. And these products mm-hmm. contain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. All right, that was great. Thanks so much, um, Emma and everyone. We will uh, keep you posted as to when your skincare comes out. Thanks, Kitty. Bye. Bye. Bye.